0: You're listening to The Breaking Through Podcast, showcasing the best new talent hitting the scene. G'day and welcome to The Breaking Through Podcast. Now, it feels good to say it again. I know you've taken it the uh, last couple of times. How you yeah. going?
1: Yeah, good. How are
0: you? I'm fantastic. I know um, you took the reins on the last pod as we did have Women to the Front Month. Yeah. went really well, um, but we have uh, an incredible guest on today. I am super excited to um, have him on. It's Monty from Client Liaison. How are you going, mate?
2: Doing great. How are you guys going?
0: Yeah, really good, really good. Now Harvey was meant to join us, but um, obviously with technology, sometimes it doesn't work. But um, please pass on our good wishes to him. Um, now you got. You're obviously here to talk about um, your brand new album, um, Divine Intervention. Was that Which is out. Right now, by the time this pod's out, um, so if you want to go have a listen and then come back, it's an incredible album. Mm. Now we actually got to listen to this before everyone else, so I think yeah. in my Tinder bio now, <laughs> I think I'm gonna put um, that I got to listen to it before heaps of other people. Yeah, it's... if that doesn't if that doesn't get me matches, I don't know what I'm what it's gonna Surely, do. Surely, um, it's very cool. It's 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 incredible. Um, so that's obviously my ace in the hole for that one. Ooh. So thanks for that, Monty. Um, TikTok though, um, now I know that we've had, um, a lot of questions and a lot of areas in TikTok at the moment before Mm. we get into all the, all the new tracks and that type of stuff, um. Your TikTok now. I know you've been spending days on this. What's 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 your, what's, <laughs> your what's your vibe?
1: Um. Well, I mean, days. So, um, obviously a little bit. Not obsessed, because that sounds crazy. But I think you guys do TikTok really well as a band. Um, in terms of like showing your personalities and also promoting, right? Um, but I saw you guys were selling incense, and you promoted that on your TikTok. Um, which is right. yeah sick. Um, a lot of the comments <laughs> on it though, because it was for um, it was for your new song "House of Holy," uh, and a lot of the comments were saying that <laughs> you guys were starting a cult, or you're like anti-Jesus and satanic and things like that. Which you know, I know. Which gotta love the internet.
2: I, I, don't, I don't. Thank God I don't read the comments. <laughs>
1: but, yeah. Well, yeah, and but it sort of had me thinking. Not that you are a cult or a new religion, but if you were, do you think you'd have like a rule? Like what would your first commandment be?
2: Um, oh, I, I would, it would try to make it as open-ended as possible mm. so that you don't actually know what it's about. Mm. And that's what client liaison hopes to do a lot of the time. Sometimes we like to confuse or at the very least create a layered meaning. Mm. So there's more than what meets the eye. So yeah, I'm not sure what that rule would be, but um, the rule would be no rules, maybe.
1: Oh, yeah, okay, kind of like that.
0: It's like asking a genie for just more <sighs> wishes. It's it's just like you're trying to go for that loophole.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I love that. Yeah, you're talking about TikTok because that's quite new to us. TikTok, and um, mm-hmm. we find it funny because um, you get a lot of messages, and they're just from kids saying, "How did you get the approve? How did you get the approved tick?" <laughs> How do I get that? And they don't know who you are. They're like, they don't know that, you know, you've got a following. Yeah. Um, and all they want is the approved tick, but they'll never leave the platform. They wouldn't actually leave TikTok and go on the internet mm. and look you up. It's like, you know, the internet is our savior, but somehow like people are just stuck on TikTok and they'll never leave. Yeah.
0: I mean, do do you blame them though? There's some good content in there, and I get stuck for (laughs) hours on it. Now, I think, um, I think I've got
2: crack cocaine of the internet. Yeah,
0: literally, hundred percent. Now, I've um, I've been thinking about this all morning, and I think my rule would be: um, you're actually not allowed to call a chicken parmigiana chicken parma. It's palmy. I'm sick of I'm sick of people saying parma. It's not right, and it's not okay, and it needs to be stamped out.
1: Wow, Jeez. yeah. Okay.
0: It's it's uh it's I'm sorry now. It's uh it needs to happen. What about you?
1: Um I think mine would just I've ugh, don't yell at me when I'm driving because it stresses me out too much and I've quit driving because of it. So that's mine if I were to start a religion. Um so very specific, but you know. <laughs> 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 I <I'm>
0: like
2: that. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Don't <laughs> don't yell at don't
0: me. Don't yell at me. That's all right. Yeah. Um <laughs> commandments. Let's put put them in. Let's go. But yeah. um there's, there's one song, before we get into the new album, there is mm. one song that I've been told to ask about um, and this one is just, it's an absolute anthem. It's Off-White Limousine. Off-White White. White. Limousine. Limousine. told that there's um quite a story behind this and this is the only old song that we're going to ask about (laughs) the rest will be about the album um but i just um we we need to know the story behind this one because i've been told it's quite a cracker
2: well yeah i mean we wrote that song in a day and um we were at a song hubs where you get together with different producers and writers and um we turned up in my car at the time which was a kind of B-grade sports car, the um, Toyota Sora. Um, and for any hotheads out there, there's, there's an appreciation for the Sora. It was an early 90s white coupe. Um, and the person we're working with said, oh, that's that's um, that's you know that's the client liaison mobile. And I was like, yeah. And it's like, you guys need a limousine. And, and uh, then, of course, it was like, what color? It was off-white. So we wrote the song and then we had to go and buy a limousine. And we made a music video, toured around toured around the country multiple times. Um, yeah, and it's it's still going, but it's it's a 1980s uh, Mercedes vintage Limo limo. So it requires a lot of work to keep it going.
0: Mm. I mean yeah. it's that music video as well. It's uh, <laughs> it, it's quite fun to watch. but you guys have kind of your own. Like your like your kind of brand, like the the clothes that you guys wear, the kind of um, presence that you guys have. Um, Nell, didn't you coin this one? What's it's?
1: It's was um, it
0: it Aussie glamour?
1: Yeah, that's. (laughs) It's like this very unique. I've never seen anyone look at Australian culture and gone, yeah, this is fancy. This is like very suave. Um, Yeah, I really enjoy how you guys do that. Thank you.
0: Yeah, it's incredible, especially. The first time that I saw you guys play, um, a friend dragged me to your guys' set at Falls and I had no idea who you guys were at the time. Um, And you know when like you show your friend like a a TV show or a song and they're not watching, they're watching you react. And I see see you guys, your style, your presence. Mm. I can't remember what song it was, but you threw the microphone up in the air and then caught it back and then went back with the chorus and I nearly passed out. That was, that was one of the best things I have ever seen and my life has changed from then on the style. You've got your labels. It's, it's awesome. So, uh, it's, it's, there's no one like you guys at the moment, which is good. Um, but
2: it's all about the smoke and mirrors.
0: (laughs) Well, there you go. Um, that, uh, that album, well, that song that album came off was five years ago though. Um, However, you guys seem pretty set on your overall sound and aesthetic. Like you, you do a little things differently, but you definitely have that client liaison sound. Um, do you feel like there's any big changes in this new album?
2: No, I mean, we haven't. We haven't yeah, as you say, it's still got that classic sound. And I think you know, we still had more to say within that sound and also within the theatrical visual format that we love. Um, definitely more polished, and there was more work put into it. That doesn't necessarily make something better, but to us, it is because it's the most recent thing. But, um, yeah, there's it's more polished, there's more collaboration on there, um, and it was nice working to a theme as well. But the sound, yeah, I mean, you know, use you know, we've used things like strings and horns, and um, uh, I Spent a lot of time on my vocals, um, worked with a new mixer which was incredible to create a cohesive sound across the whole album, which didn't happen last time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just kind of like one foot in front of the other, really.
0: Well, let's actually play one of those songs off the new album. This is Cold Touch.
2: Enough, it's not enough. It's so hard. But
1: cold.
0: i'm in love with this song um i it's a song that i would love to see live it's kind of kind of like the drop in it it just sounds so suave and i obviously seeing you guys play before would just be awesome but we obviously can't do that right now so how do you think kind of outside the box to help fans interact with your music
2: well yeah we're all about experience and sadly in the flesh we can't do that but um Luckily, we've been able to make music videos, uh, which we really enjoy and create content. But um, one thing that um, Harvey thought was, you know, we can't tour right now, so let's sell our soul. So we're, you know, sold our soul as an NFT, um, which is pretty cool, Um, which is like us giving a piece of us back to our fans and kind of talking within that new space, um, yeah, we like to entertain in any way we can, pretty much, so we thought, yeah, let's sell our soul, why not?
0: <laughs> let's sell our soul. I mean, great time to do it. Um it's you guys, you guys are obviously always kind of breaking down new experiences, um like the splendor online, doing stuff for kFC so it's some. Um, it's always good to kind of see. Um, what you guys want to do. now? I know that you want to play your favourite song. Yes,
1: uh, my favourite from this album is Unloaded.
2: We
1: keep I don't imagine myself getting sick of it anytime soon. Is there a song on the album that you just still just super stoked with
2: yes I mean all of them they're all our babies mm. um, Unloaded is um, that was written for the four stackers we said so like it's it's a guy at a festival and he's got four drinks stacked <laughs> on top of each other and he's just super pumped and he's there for the whole set and he's running to the front and he's like yeah. Yeah. And we just needed that kind of festival banger um you know to take you to the next Mm. level but um for me the song that i i always enjoy is um prisoners prisoners of the high life um Mm. because it was always an album track so we could indulge ourselves and it doesn't have necessarily all the pop hooks but it draws you in every time it's a very very much a headphone song Mm. um yeah and it's kind of i love it washing over me the experience
0: um, I remember we had a little listening party um, us hosts and I remember Nell's, Nell's uh, face when she saw this. It was like the, oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, so that, that was definitely good to see. Mm. Um, how much of this album was actually made in lockdown? Because it's obviously come from, you know, there's songs in there that have um, been released, but was there a lot of this that was made in lockdown?
2: Uh, most of it wasn't, but... Um... It's hard to say because a lot of it was completed mm. during lockdown, but um, there were certain songs that were made in lockdown, Club Called Heaven, Eulogy for the Living, Unloaded. Um, you know. And we've been going in and out of lockdown, so there'd be times we can get in the studio, but there'd be other times when um, we would write over Zoom, we'd um, mix over Zoom, write lyrics, um, that kind of thing, send things back and forth. A lot of the songs have gone through six computers um, so yeah, it's, it feels like a bit of a blur, but at the start of COVID, it looked like we had an album already. It turned out we still had a lot of work to do, but it made it take a bit longer. Yeah. yeah. All the- I mean, yeah. not being able to be in the same room is quite hard. Yeah, yeah literally. Is
1: there ever sort of a point in your projects where you are like, yep, this is done. Like it sounds exactly how it is. Or do you think it's like you know, one of those things that's never really done. You just sort of have to call Um, it.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm the one that that won't let go and will keep going. (laughs) So um, for me, letting go is putting in, you kind of know that you you start getting diminishing returns Mm. from your work. So you're putting in hours, but you're only making small changes that most people won't notice. So once that starts happening, I try to listen to the music saying I'm going to love every single thing about this. As I listen I'm going to love it. Just love it, love it, love it and you switching off that critical side of your brain, mm. which you consistently have to do being creative. It's um it's like the tug of war between the two sides of the brain. You're not going to get any creation if you keep criticizing. Mm. So.
0: so, are you coming? Are you coming at it as like a more of a lover of client liaison rather than a creator? Because I know that like when we create content, it's more just like there could be like the tiniest bit where you're like, far out, I could have done that. Mm. But if like if you're the lover, you're kind of just appreciating what it is.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, that's it. It's the, the like music is all about context. So if you listen to a new song in a bad mood, you're most likely not going to listen to that song again, and um. It's hard to let go of your own context, your own your process to make that. And try to imagine yourself as a first time listener. You're not being critical at all. You just it's just washing over you. It's either going to pick you up and you're going to take notice, or you're going to go that was cool, or you're going to go not for me. So it's like it doesn't it doesn't all you have so much turmoil, you know? There's so much inner turmoil while you create. But that's got nothing to do with the listener's experience.
0: Yeah, they don't know half of the stuff that's gone on before. Um, So is there things that from like making certain songs in obviously time period that we're in that you're like, shit, that's actually a better way of doing these things and we can do it for uh, the next album or next release or something like that?
2: Yeah, I mean, we were already using Zoom because we'd work with producers and sometimes they'd, uh, one of the producers we worked with was Dan Hume. He was uh, very seminal. Um, that was kind of where the album started with him in Byron Bay um, a few years ago. And uh, he moved overseas, but there were some songs that were unfinished. So we worked over Zoom. So we're already doing that, but um, it it's, uh, it works for some things better than others. So I find You're lyrics not wrong. Are good over Zoom because only one person can talk at a time. Hmm. When you're in the same room, sometimes people are just throwing lyric ideas on top of each other and you just can't even think. Um, and then also finishing songs with mixing. Often you work with a mixer um, and you're finessing these finer details and you need to let them do their work. And often um, you, everyone wants to give their feedback and it's really nice to do it in the room, but you're only required for like half an hour and then let them do their work for an hour and then come back because every change, um, every kind of creative change of say, oh, I want a different harmony here. It creates a different balance. So then they have to remix it. So yeah, in that context, it worked as well.
0: <laughs> Breakout rooms on zoom can sometimes be useful. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> um Obviously, we're towards the end of the year. The album's out. Um, you can't really um, – well, we don't know when we're all going to be out. But is there goals for 2022 or plans that you're really that you're really excited for?
2: Um, I'm very into not having expectations. I think, um, like, especially in Melbourne, we've been let down that many times. And I'm quite happy with that mindset. It's actually – a much nicer mindset. Um, There's definitely things I want to do. I'd love to tour. i love to reinterpret the songs. We were putting together this, you know, show that included all this magic. You know, we've been rehearsing magic tricks for our tour, but, you know, it didn't happen. So like, um, there's more video stuff we wanted to do, uh, film. We were working on scripts for films. Um, but, uh, Right now, it's like, hey, if we don't get to tour, we, we can go back into the studio. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at that in a positive way. And I know that whenever we can tour, we will. And we're very lucky to have an audience and to be able to survive um, without touring. So, yeah, sorry, that was a very long-winded answer. But um, no expectations
0: no, well, it's probably, you know, at the start of this, it would have been like, oh, yep this will go for a couple months, but we're two years in. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's probably the best way to go. Um, Monty, we wanted to thank you for coming on today. We know we've got to let you go, but um, thanks for coming on. Make sure you go check out this album. It's, uh, it's, it's one of those albums that you can just listen the whole way through and then repeat, repeat and repeat. Um, so, Monty, we want to thank you for coming on the Breaking Through Podcast.
2: Thanks so much for having me.
0: To keep up to date with
2: all things breaking through, make sure to check out our socials.